0: everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders.
1: Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this exceptional interactive workshop exploring the vast possibilities of journaling for all writers, Whether you call it a journal or writing notes, dictate it, write it on paper or the screen, we will be discussing strategies for using journaling as a potential for writers new and experienced. Get ready for another episode full of interaction, information, laughter, and new ideas for readers and writers. We want to encourage your writing success. So beam me up, Scotty. It's time to supercharge our journaling strategies with your virtual friends on Writing Works Wonders. I'm Dr. Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher.
0: Hey, everybody. Hi, Kathy. So glad to be here with all of you. Yay. Carry on, and I will turn it back over to Kathy. So, the vast
1: possibility of journaling to assist our growth as emergent and experienced writers. I've helped a lot of people over the years with their writing to improve their writing, develop it further, or start their writing. And I've done this as a professor and also just as a friend. And journaling was one of my go-to strategies to help people do this in an organized way that was easy to begin with. It's non-threatening, it's personal, it's not public, etc. For our discussion, we want this to be interactive. This is an interactive workshop. We want to share the wealth of how we use journaling so we can learn from each other and maybe pick up some new strategies and new ideas. As a specialist in adult learning, I can say that journaling was one of my recommendations for people to begin to explore self-expression and self-understanding. I incorporated reflective journaling into many of my classes. So if you ever took a class with me, You likely had an electronic journal included in your assignments. Was it helped to increase the depth and impact of learning? They were reflecting on what they had learned that week. And of course, there were no wrong answers. And I practiced what I preached as well. I've kept a journal since I was a teenager, and we will not discuss how many years ago that was. Often, I've kept more than one journal at the same time. Kind of like an octopus, I had a journal in several different places, but they had assigned topics, and that was very helpful for me. I'll talk about that later, because maybe I'm not the only odd little creature that does this. So because of our shared experience as people with disabilities, I think the first point we need to explore is what I would call the mechanics of journaling. So what do you use to journal or to capture your thoughts, even if you don't call it journaling? So if you're on a Zoom call right now, you can start raising your hand while I share just some of these ideas. Traditionally, many people use fancy leather-bounded journals, maybe moderately priced journals. I use spiral notebooks many times, notepads. I've even been known to use scraps of paper and backs of envelopes. Yes, indeed. Then others use computers, tablets, smartphones, and they create folders in there and label journals by title or content. And then still others, as far as mechanical issues, they might be using dictation, a keyboard, a brailler, a stylus. So let's hear from you folks. What are you using to capture your thoughts?
2: First up is Lisa G., Hi. Since I was 16, I used to use a little calendar and make notes, and that was kind of like my journaling, remind me of what to do. And then I went into jur- more book bound things. And then I had uh, when I got a smartphone and my vision. When my vision deteriorated, I just can't do it. I mean, I was still writing when my vision was gone, but I couldn't read anything. Now days, I can't see the lines, and I can't do- manage it in a book. Although I'd like to do that, and I like the the, the action of writing. I, I write really planted, I use my phone and then sometimes I talk into it. And then when I'm reading it back, it's becoming hysterical these days, because I don't know if <laughs> since 5G came out, if something happened to the vo- uh, voice to text, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I've been doing it like all my life and I'm now I'm getting more, I keep working more on going into the feelings of it. And if any of you on the call are doing the artist way uh, phone calls on Wednesday evening They tell you to journal every day, three pages every day, and then your feelings will come up. And that did happen to me. I was just writing nonsense and all and what was happening. And then all of a sudden something came up that was kind of powerful. I was like, oh, wow. But I do use my phone. And I have it saved under like February 2022 journal. And I have every month listed. I've been doing that for well over a a year. And then sometimes I have journals too that are subject, that are ideas and stuff. And I just write that down. So thank you. Are you using the Note app? Yes. In the Apple iPhone, I'm using the Note app. Correct. Thank you. Next, we have Carol Mackey.
3: Oh, thanks. What a great topic. I used to before my site. And lately, well, over the last year or so, it's deteriorating. But I used to do handwrite, and I did it in journals or on um, in notebooks and at odd times. I don't know that I ever did every single day necessarily, but fairly frequently. Now I'm doing it on my computer. I have a regular desktop and do it in documents. And I'm intermittently journaling, and when I journal, I'll just write journaling and then put the date and then save it as a document. But what I really come down to is writing every day. And lately, uh, I've made a commitment to I'm writing uh, morning poems. And that sounds great. And for if I didn't have to, and that's my have to send it out every morning to getting to be I think my list is up to 18 people family, friends, some people on this call. It is just a joy. And that works as journaling does for me. I write the poem the day before and save it and then send it out in the morning. Normal time being about eight o'clock, my poem goes out. And what keeps me going is that there's a whole bunch of people, probably every one of those people, who would be, if they didn't get their poem, by midday, they'd be emailing, where's your poem today, Carol? Would be <laughs> so that is a, a big motivator for me. The other piece is that and making sure I do it every day. I do still have some sight. So sometimes when an idea comes to me, and I've been known to popping up out of bed to go write it down because it doesn't stick in my brain the way it used to, and I still handwriting things, it's still really, really important to me to be able to write things. Somehow is a little different. In the revision, sometimes I'll just sit down and do some writing about it. In handwriting with my uh, pen pen and paper. Oh yeah, it's the writing every day. It's the most important part, whether it's journaling or just some thoughts or poetry or a Start of a story, whatever. That's the key for me. Thank you. So, Carol,
1: can I ask you a question? First, I want to reflect of a little course. bit. I want to reflect a little bit. I hear that the accountability that folks are going to email and say, Carol, where's my poem for today? That accountability gets you up and moving and encourages you to do that poem every day, the accountability, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. And then mm-hmm. yeah. you really enjoy there's something about that physical handwriting. And I find that too. I appreciate that. Even though I can't read my handwriting anymore, even if I make it super large, but the physical act, there's something in that for those of us that have been cited. And you seem to be connecting to that as well.
3: Yes, that is very definitely. And I can't read my writing anymore. I've tried Mm -hmm. all kinds of... It's always... First of all, it goes writing off the page. It's, and I think I'm writing straight. Uh-uh, it's gone. It's this river that's going off into the distance, but and I can't read it. And I haven't solved that yet, so that okay. I really rely on my computer yes. a lot to do that.
1: You seem to have Absolutely. found a purpose. And Absolutely. then I have a question just briefly so that other people can hear some examples. Lisa shared how she organized her notes very briefly, how do you organize your journal inside your computer? How do you know where they are? You have folders. What do you call okay. them? Okay.
3: I don't have folders, but in this year's I've got Morning Poem 2022. And every when I write the to, today's poem, for example, I will write it at the right under there so that I can look back and see the whole line of all the poems I've written this year. And I just add them in. And then the next day, add the next one on top. Then it's all together. I really need things simply. Someone had said, well, why don't you make separate documents and put them in a folder? Nope. I want it to be just go to one place, put it in there, and then I'll go back in the morning before I send it out. And I'm always amazed at the amount of revision that happens at at seven in the morning.
1: I totally endorse that strategy. Carol, so you know, because I have a philosophy that when it comes to writing, and people have heard me say this, comes to your own writing, you're a master of the universe, and you get to choose (laughs) what works for you, Carol. And so if people are telling you to use folders, you say, well, this works for me. Thank you very much for your suggestion. There's benefits to the way you're doing it. You're seeing the accumulation of all your work. Thank you for sharing with us, Carol.
4: Next, we have Marlene Massot. Hi. I had a diary when I was young. Being the creative person that I am, I did not actually write in the diary every day. So my diary would say, went to school, ate lunch, came home. Went to school, ate lunch, came home. And once in a very great while, I would actually have something to say, have an opinion about something, and actually fill up an entire page in my diary. However, that was when I, like everyone said, they could actually stay on the lines and write fairly decently to be able to be read. I learned how to type when I was in third grade, and I also learned how to write Braille. Unfortunately, I cannot read it to save my life. But I do know how to write it. <laughs> I love to type and I fiction is more me than nonfiction. So when I was in high school I started writing romances on a typewriter. I had a watch print typewriter. And in the nineties my husband got me an electric typewriter, much to my at first dismay because I remembered the old ones from high school and how noisy they were. And but this one was not bad. And now of course it's the computer. So you'll find me getting up in the middle of the night, racing to my computer and opening up a uh, text edit and writing down a poem or something. As, as people have said, I started with a one-string document in my poetry. I had notes. I had papers in binders. I had poetry everywhere. <laughs> Finally, got it all collected and put into the computer. I started with a one-string document last year, and thanks to Behind Our Eyes, writers group I now have folders of poetry organized and reorganized and reshuffled so this year I've started a folder called next chapter 2022 which is going to be new stuff that goes in there and it'll all stay there until I get enough to reorganize it thank you
1: that's a terrific explanation of your development over the years thank you for that Marlene
5: Next up is Joanne Perlstein. It's really refreshing. I, I've never heard anyone else say that she also learned to type in the third grade. That's what I did as well in a special class for the partially cited. After I could do words and paragraphs, I was responsible every week to come up with a little story. And it was typically on Sunday. And on Sunday, my Father and I went to the amusement park, and we did this, and we did that. And then later, we did more stuff, and blah, blah, blah. I love typing, just like Marlene. I just love it. I continue to love it. My father died when I was 11, but previous to his death, I was experimenting with a diary. And it said, today, Daddy did something very odd. He ate 11 eggs. I don't know why. And then throughout high school and college, I wrote diaries. I tried to do it every day. And as of the age of 16, when I read The Art of Loving by Eric Fromm, I think somewhere in there, he talked about the importance of discipline. And that didn't sound so hot, except I decided to use it as the discipline of writing every day. And then in high school, I guess I was writing some things that were supposed to be secretive, so occasionally I would use um Spanish words or Latin words. Except it never occurred to me my mother knew more Latin than I did. If she ever wanted to, <laughs> if she ever wanted to read the diary, she could read it. she knew what the Latin said. I don't think she necessarily knew what the Spanish said, and I kept saying to myself what am I going to do if when I'm older, I forget what these Latin and Spanish words mean? I also said, what if when I'm older, I, I can no longer read my handwriting? So anyway, <laughs> it used to be handwriting, and it used to be secrets in other languages. With the computer, it's wonderful because I can label each document, which I do. If it's something I'm trying to actually write, I can collect some of those documents in folders. Now, nobody else would necessarily know what my folders truly mean, but I know what they mean. The computer is very helpful, both for the journaling and for my attempts at either chapters of books or little writings on specific subjects. And I realized that starting in the third grade, I was being trained to do this. I like it.
1: Thank you so much, Joanne. That's really helpful. It's great to hear about the way you were cloaking your secrets and wonderful to hear that people have different strategies to catalog and track and remember where they've kept their documents in their computer. There's no one solution. You have to figure out what works for you at the time and your system might evolve. I think many of our people that shared are demonstrating the resilience that we have to have to adjust the method that we're using as our vision changes or circumstances or technology changes. Thank you for everything everybody shared.
0: Cheryl? I too miss writing. I love to write. Loved my handwriting. I loved tactile type stationery, cards. I love different pens. So as my vision deteriorated, that learning to do things differently was challenging. Luckily, I learned how to type in high school. So I want to talk a little bit about the different formats that you can use in a journal. Carol already touched on poetry and how she uses her poetry every day to share with others. And she's using that as a type of journal. Sometimes it's easier to write something short than to write a lengthy, free writing about what's going on in your life. Sometimes you might want to just use bullet points and write down specific things that are happening right now today or right now, this moment, how you're feeling. So that's another way you can do it. We can also do it with short stories or fiction. I've shared how I use my children's stories as memoirs for my own stories about my sister and I. Another way is your emails and our text messages. These are things that we can pull from, listen to them, and transcribe them, put them in our journals. These are part of our journaling because for me, I'm sharing with people what's going on in my life. So these are things I want to document. So every once in a while, I'll go through my emails and I'll pull out ones that are important to me and I'll put them in a document and I'll label them a certain, whether it's a certain time of year or a certain event, certain things going on. And by sharing with another person, it seems to make it easier for me to write it. We continually hone our skills through journaling, whether we're free writing or we're writing entries into a daily planner, documenting events. Maybe you're documenting your food and how you're doing with your food, how you're feeling about your food. This is another type of journal. When I used a daily planner, I had two pages. One page was for my appointments for the day and the other pages were for notes. I have those from 1986 when I started using a daily planner and I can go back through and look at different things that were going on in my life through the documentation that I made in the schedule as well as in my note. Another type is a traveling journal. I'm so excited. I'm gonna be getting my great aunt journals from 1920s, 1930s, when she traveled. I'll need help transcribing them, but how exciting is that to be able to read all about their travels throughout the country? My husband does a type of record keeping, journaling. He has a couple different books he uses, notebooks, and he'll keep track of when he opens the pool, when he closes the pool each year, what the temperature is at that time of the year, different things that help him just To keep track of, well, last year we were able to keep the pool open until such and such a time. So one of the questions is, what do you find helpful? Different types that we've used, maybe ones that you've used or not. What's beneficial for you as a writer? I know myself, I grow in my writing every time I use one of my journals. No matter what type it is, whatever form I'm using, I am enhancing, enriching my writing skills. I'm not consciously doing it. But I am totally aware of it when I go back and I do my edits or I pick out something that I've written previously and I want to do a rewrite. and, And I think, wow, I wrote that. And then I can create even more with what I started. One of the books that I had to read and Kathy said was part of the criteria in her classes was Writing Down the Bones, which came before the artist's way. And that little tiny short book, which is on Bard, really helped me with starting my writing process and my creative writing. We both want to encourage you that if we say we're going to write every day and you don't, don't beat yourself up.
6: We'll oh. take some
0: more hands now, Chanel.
6: Yes, first off, we'll start with Annie Chipetta. Hi, everybody. I was listening to uh, Marlene and some of the other folks talk about journaling itself. And Cheryl, like you, I had vision for a long time. So my journals were paper. I actually wrote, and I'm a lefty, so I would attempt to do calligraphy and stuff, and I had this big ledger that I wrote a lot of poems in. I also had another journal that just wrote down my thoughts, and I did this a long time while I was a teenager, and then while I was in college, since I was a psychology student, we had to do therapeutic journaling. And that brought me to a whole nother level of appreciation of what journaling is, becoming much more introspective about myself and my purposes and writing and things like that. And then the computer age came along helped help me uh, adjust to my vision loss. And I journal mostly through my blog. And sometimes it'll just be a short piece. Sometimes the piece will develop into a little poem. Some of it's, you know, stream of consciousness type of stuff that I clean up a little bit and put out there. It's part of my life and it always has been and it always will be and I find that it keeps me grounded to my writing and my purpose, my sense of well-being. So in a way it is a therapeutic way of, you know, dealing with life, but part of it is a creative part of dealing with life and part of it is a discipline in the writing part of my life as well. So it means a a whole bunch of things all together. And I'm so glad that we're all talking about this because I think a lot of us do it. It's not something that you you openly share, you know. It is more or less a private thing or, or something that you do on your own. But it's important because it helps us keep our minds active and helps us just have an emotional intelligence about ourselves. And it's if it's something that helps you, then by all means, do it. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Annie. When you mentioned blogging, I've been talking to Kathy about blogging again. And for me, it's about deadlines. When I was blogging, I wasn't posting them all. So I had more content that I was able to save, but it was something about it that because I thought of a blog, it gave me something I had to do. So I was more apt to do it. Or if I'm writing an article or writing a story, when you were talking, it all of a sudden dawned on me like, wow, wow, that's just who I am. Part of who I am. I'm just telling you my little enlightenment. That's all. Carry on. Who's next? Next, we have <laughs> Diana Noriega.
7: Hi, Cheryl. I actually think that that your idea about the blogging would probably be a good one for me because I did keep a diary when I was 13. And it makes me laugh when I read it because the first page says something like, I am keeping this diary because someday when I have a 13-year-old daughter, I want to remember what it was like. So I'll be a better mother to her than mine. (laughs) (laughs) And it was the year that Kennedy was shocked that I was in the eighth grade that I still have that diary. You know, I kept a diary for about three years and I wrote them in Braille. And they take up a lot of space on a Perkins Braille writer. So I tied them together with string and over the years, they have disappeared. And the only one I have is that year. What I do instead is I have a folder on my computer that I, it's just called musings. And I write down scraps of things, but I don't do it on a day by day by day basis. I just, whenever something moves me, I write in there. Or if it's something that really touches me or makes me very happy or very sad, a poem comes out and that gets filed in another fold, <laughs> which stands for my kind of journaling. If it touches me deeply, either joyful or sad, it becomes a poem. If it's just a thought it goes into my musings file. Thank you, well, Deanna. Thanks, that was
1: thanks, wonderful you. for you to share. Thank you. I'm mm-hmm. Al Arco.
8: Good afternoon. This is Al. I'll do my best to be brief. This is a very interesting and timely topic. I, like many of you, journaled in high school and wanted to journal in college. And as I got into young adulthood and really now that I'm over 50, I wish I had. But in 2017, I picked up a book by Julia Cameron called Walking in This World. It was the only book by her on Audible. But before I finished reading Walking in This World, I made a decision to journal for the rest of my life. I call it morning pages. I journal in a program that I had already written about five or six books in Scrivener. So I began to journal in Scrivener. And I'll just briefly tell you what I do. So I date it, put the time, I put the location. So since 2017, I've been able to journal and do morning pages from Australia to Bulgaria to Paris to China. And of course, today I'm calling in from North Carolina. I'll always put where I'm at. I'll reflect on the day before. And I'll reflect and think about what may happen the present day, how I'm always going to put something to do, like, you know, my my main three to eight things I need to do that day. But I'm also going to do uh, three more things. I learned this from Anthony Robbins, Encouraged us to put three G's, something we're grateful for, three things we're grateful for, to write something to God, to write at least three goals. He calls that the three G's, something else I journal that no one's brought up. Is I also I have a separate file in Scrivener called Special Days. I have a journal for all of my birthdays for my nieces, nephews, kids, special people, anniversaries. So if I know you and I'm close to you, if I know your birthday, I'm gonna do my best to message you or call you on your birthday, no matter where I'm at in the world. That's a great topic today, Dr. King. Get- Thank
9: you, Al. Samey. I remember my grandmother writing a journal. And then when she passed, we got to read all the things that happened to her when uh, throughout her life, the farming things and things my grandpa did and times he ticked her off. And it was very cool during the time that I was in public school. I got an Annie journal because the movie Annie had come out and I was very excited to fill the pages of that. I did the same I can now read it, wrote letters from camp and things like that. And my mom just gave them to me the other day and I can't see them to read them, but my partner is now reading them to me and we're getting a good laughs out of them. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention was my device, if I get an idea, you know, it's middle of the night, don't want to open my computer, I will say Lady A, um, she's got a list of character names, of characters in my book. So if I think of something like brown hair, I'll just say, Kate, brown hair. Under the list, it's sort of filed that way. So then if I'm not near a computer the next day, I can go and into my computer, put that in. And my ideas are there for me when I get up.
0: Is that with a list? She creates yeah. a list? Oh, wow. Yeah. So instead of saying yeah. groceries,
9: you just make a list called your character name or whatever. Oh,
0: thank you for that. You just hit
1: it out of the park. Yeah. (laughs) Have good days, guys. As we're getting towards closing here, talk about the benefits of journaling for writers specifically. We didn't get to that, and I do want to mention a few things. As writers, a lot of times when we're working on something that we're trying to produce for publication or thinking about our audience, we feel more constrained. When we're, if you start a writer's journal, You have a lot more freedom and no limitations. There are no expectations. You can think of it as a safe space. (laughs) I'm using air quotes, safe space to take risks with your writing. And so what might you do in a writing journal? This might be a crazy idea to some folks, but you could use it basically to unleash your creativity. Amy gave us an example there. She's keeping a character's journal, if I could say. You know, that's a character development journal. Uh, some other folks was Deanna in her musing file is capturing writing ideas, for example, and then developing some storylines. Another idea for a writer's journal specifically is to expand on description and say, this journal, I'm setting aside this file in my computer or my phone or whatever just to work on description. Whenever I open this one up, I'm going to describe and work on developing the fluidity and the depth of description. Another one is to, we heard Reese Bowen and we've had other people talk about the research that they did for their book. I know as a researcher myself, you need a researcher's journal to document all of that. That would be another type of journal to keep so that you can find all those pieces again as you're exploring what would be involved in this type of murder mystery or this era of time that I'm writing about, et cetera. I'm doing a sci-fi novel right now. And so I have a journal that I'm keeping with the character profiles. I have another one where I'm keeping all the scientific developments that are part of my story. And so they're segmented in different areas So I can go back to them quickly and find them. Cheryl mentioned is a travel journal. That's one of the ones I've kept for at least 15 years. And I'm very glad I did because in my professional life, I traveled all around the world and the country and I would make a note. I would pull out this special little journal that was in my nightstand. And when I got back, I would write something about that particular trip and it'd be a couple of short little pages, but it had the date where I travel and the insights and experiences documented. What a rich treasure trove that is. A
0: friend of ours in school, they were doing this book, Flat Stanley. And yes. the kids made a took a picture of themselves and made a flat brin with us here. And we took her there down south and everywhere. And it just came to me like, what a great way to talk to kids about finding these creative ways of create these travel journals. So carry on.
1: And you brought in another piece that
0: was my next point.
1: Thank you so well for doing that, my friend is that our journals, our journals don't have to just be words. They can include artifacts and they can be tactile things. If we can't see, they can be blown up photos. They can be postcards. They can be things we brought back. It can be multidimensional. So remember that too. We might be merging over into scrapbooking here, but it's all good. Just briefly, before we get to the writing prompt for next week, Cheryl already mentioned the book, Writing Down the Bones. I highly, mm-hmm. highly recommend this. It is described as a fun and popular book on creative writing with great relevance and inspiration for personal journaling. This is a cornerstone of the field on writing. It's not a how to write, it's inspirational mm-hmm. by Natalie Goldberg. DB number is 72497. We're going to have a web page on Writing Works Wonders when this episode is released, that is, and it will have writing resources for journaling. Another book that has been a go-to for me, if you need to work on description, you need this book. And it's an easy, short little read, and it's fun, called Bird by, B Y Bird. And it's by Anne Lamott, L-A-M-O-T-T. And it's DB40554. Bird by Bird, the name comes from how do you describe like the birds in a forest? You go one by one, bird by bird. So, what would it be to describe a bird? What would that be like? There's other books that I have for our list that are for writers specifically, breaking the writer's block, particularly using journaling, keeping it simple. I have a list of some writing groups and journaling books, things that are called, you can find several that have writing alone and with others in the title, (laughs) writing alone and writing together. There's several of those. And then the self-reflection slash healing or self-awareness type books that several people have mentioned, one-to-one self-understanding, journaling for joy, The new diary, how to use a journal for self guidance and expanded creativity. The creative journal, the age of finding yourself. Hey,
0: hey, hey, lady. Hey, (laughs) hey, hey, what about ours? We have the best one that's going to be coming out this year in a couple of maybe within a month or two. Tell them about it, Cheryl. Writing Works Wonders is going to have a creative writing. Prompted journal just what you all have been waiting for it'll be in large print as well as we'll make a kindle version to listen to using voiceover it will take a while to get it on bard but we'll do whatever we can to make it available and accessible to all of you and we have 75 different prompts that we know you're going to have so much fun with. And then the next writing prompt for next week. I was just getting there. Thank you so much, Ms. Kathy. Our prompt next week is a prompt that I loved doing as a project when I was in college in a creative writing class. I am a tree. Think of yourself, I am a tree, 60 words or less, and tell us about you and your branches. Think of yourself as I am a tree in the spring and how all these different parts of you that create the tree. Thank you okay, so welcome. much. Thank you.
1: And thank We're going to have a lot of uh, tree huggers next week. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for making this another amazing episode. Don't miss next Friday. February 25th at 1 p.m. Eastern, we're going to have meet the editors, a panel of editors who are waiting for you to submit content to them so they can consider it for publication right here on Writing Works Wonders. And the following week, are you ready for this? The author of the Longmire series that has become a Netflix original series, none other than Craig Johnson, will be our guest on Writing Works Wonders, Friday, March 4th at 1 p.m. Eastern. Be sure to visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes, resources, and bonus content. We look forward to being with you next time. A poem shared by one of our accomplished poets, Diana Quietwater Noriega.
7: So, this week's poem I'll share with you, it's not an easy subject. So it is one of my sad poems. My brothers and sisters are dying. Today, I cried for the manatee and the polar bear. My heart is broken. We have forgot. We are all children of Mother Earth. We once understood this as the truth of all living things. We shared clean water. We breathed the sweet air. We were all part of the dance of life. Then human beings became proud of how clever we were, inventing machines that polluted air, in ignoring the damage of our greed, we covered the sweet earth with cities and vast factories, such clever monkeys, polluting water, thinking that there would always be more. We kept building and spreading across the face of the earth, cutting down forests, ignoring the deaths of other life forms that were not us. We didn't believe we would ever have to pay back for our waste and greed, for our disregard, for demanding more than our fair share. If we don't use our cleverness to undo the damage, our foolishness cost, we'll die together. Our children and the blameless manatee.
0: Thank you for joining us today I'm Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. Tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to the technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing.
5: The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service, nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.